There's something about music that makes us feel. You might be at work, going for a walk, maybe at the gym, maybe you're going for a ride in your car, but you can't deny that a song has come into your life just when you needed it, <clears throat> and God began to speak to your life in a very deep and personal way. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez, the pastor of Vida Church in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. This is another interview edition of Can I Get an Amen? I am your humble host, Herson Gonzalez, and I gotta tell you, I am amped by this new Planet Shaker song. It's called Fall On Me. I want to say thanks to everyone who's writing to us on social media. Thanks for the encouragement. Thanks for your comments, your reviews. We need more. We want to reach more people with this message. So please share, like it, subscribe, tell your mama, tell them about Can I Get an Amen. We got a special show for you today. I'm going to introduce my guest today, but first... Let's get into today's topic. No I think that a song should be something more than a beautiful melody to tell the story. Truth and reality. Today's topic is God speaks through music. Victor Hugo said, Music expresses that which cannot be put into words and that which cannot remain silent. Ooh, that's beautiful. I started to learn that God speaks through music at a pretty early age. In fact, this very song that's playing, Everything You Touch is a Song by the Winans, was one of my first lessons. I can't remember how many times in my life I've needed to hear from God in a very real way, in a desperate way, and God often chose to speak to me through music. It was the channel that I had open, and so God would use that to speak to me. In every major crisis of my life, and even the highlights of my life, there's been a song that helped me through it or helped me celebrate it. My preferred method of hearing God is through the Word of God and, and, and preaching. But there's a Bible scripture that blesses me. It's Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you in his love he will rejoice over you with singing did you hear that god sings god is musical and he doesn't need lyrics to convey his message god speaks through music millions of people over the last few centuries have heard of johann sebastian bach yet in his day, Bach was virtually 
unknown outside of Germany and the German towns where he quietly lived and he worked. But Bach never sought fame or fortune. He was employed for most of his career by small churches and lived in relative obscurity. Bach said, Music's only purpose should be the glory of God and the recreation of the human spirit. Hmm. Music, according to Bach, was given to glorify God and to edify us. You'd have to look long and hard to find anyone who gave more joy to the world than Bach. More than 250 years after his death, Bach's music still lifts the hearts and energizes the soul of anyone who listens to his music. I think that one of the most impressive things about Bach and his approach to music, his his expression of his relationship with God through music can be seen in Japan of all places. Uh, his music was widely accepted uh, even though uh, the American culture was flatly sort of not accepted and the gospel wasn't accepted but Bach through music was able to infiltrate um, and was largely accepted and, and started a bit of a revolution where people started to get to know Jesus Christ through the music and the gospel-centric sort of themes of Bach. Music has power. God speaks through music. A Japanese Christian conductor named Masaki Suzuki said, Bach works as a missionary among our people. After each concert, people crowd the podium wishing to talk to me about topics that are normally taboo in our society, death for example. Then they inevitably ask me what hope means to Christians. I believe that Bach has already converted tens of thousands of Japanese to the Christian faith. God speaks through music. A Japanese musicologist named Kisuki traveled all the way to Bach's home church in Germany to study the biblical basis for Bach's cantatas. He ended up seeking out the pastor and asking, it's not enough to read Christian texts. I want to be a Christian myself. He asked him, please baptize me. Another Japanese musician, a female organist and former Buddhist named Yoko said, Bach introduced me to God to Jesus and to Christianity and when I play a fugue I can hear Bach talking to God God speaks through music my guest today is an international recording artist he is the founder of not just one, but two of the most influential Spanish Christian bands over the last 30 years. His discography is probably upwhere in the 50s, if you include all of the albums he has produced and played on. He's traveled extensively spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through music, and I could not think of a more appropriate guest than my mom and dad's 
firstborn son. That's right, my very own brother, Jesse Gonzalez. Welcome, Jesse. Oh, thanks for having me, little brother. I love you. I'm so glad to have you, man. And uh, first question to you is, does God speak to you through music? Oh, every day, all the time, <laughs> for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, what are your first and earliest memories of of music and, and, and music having an effect on you? Do you remember? I, I don't know if you'd have a, a memory of the moment that you knew, oh, my God, this is, yeah. this is it. Oh, definitely. Maybe... Uh, five or six years old just enjoying you know the church music there was a a band that came through and i was probably six years old when this band came and played they were from argentina and they rocked the house and they were so good i was sitting there just i was so in love with just how what it made me feel and i i was i went home knowing I want to do that. I want to do music. And of course, by the time I was seven, uh, Orlando and I would talk about having our own band someday. Really? You know? Yeah. Orlando and I spoke really early on in our lives about Orlando's my the brother right after me. And he uh, he plays congas at the time. You know, we already wanted to play congas. And I was about, I actually started playing guitar right after that, right after I wanted to. I heard that band. And if I think, I'm trying to remember the name of the band. I used to remember it. I don't remember it right off the top of my head now. I've never heard the story. I've never heard about yeah. this band. Yeah, but I remember a song that they sang that would go, Te seguiré porque es un placer. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that song. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because we used to sing it. And so that, and I heard it from them. So wait a minute, our band or, or or you guys used to sing it before before we started. Yeah, right. Wow, I did not know that's where that song came from. Mm -hmm. What are your earliest memories of, of music and and uh, who are you listening to? I remember yeah. when, we, when we were a kid, when I was really young, I, I remember you, Orlando, always spinning mm -hmm. records in your rooms. Music was right. always in our house. Yeah. Well, my uh, dad used to listen to something called trio music. So I had a little bit of influence of that because that's the kind of music that he used to like. Yeah. But then when Andre Crouch came on the scene that we, we heard, we got his album. This is early 70s, by the way. But when I got the Andre Crouch album, Take This Message Everywhere, that I later learned that was recorded like 68 or 69. Wow. But, you know, then I, I heard Danny Lee and the Children of Truth. Hmm. Um, and then I, I heard The Archers oh. a little after that. And then, um, you know, there were, there were other people that were, uh, you know, not as, not as influential as those names that I just named. But, but Andre Crouch is probably the, the greatest influence on my life. The, the story goes, if I remember correctly, Dad buys you a pretty cheap guitar and, right. and Dad's lefty. And so he taught you how, how to play, what was it, A? Yeah. A, A minor. No, A minor, D minor, and E major. Those three chords. <laughs> but but the story goes. He didn't know. This. He didn't know what to call them back then. Of course. No, no, no. He did. He said, "Mira," he, he said, "These three, these three chords, I know. You ask God to teach you the rest." <laughs> Is that what he said, really? Yeah. You ask <laughs> God that. to teach you the rest. Love but it. what happened right before that? The reason why it was prompt to want to teach me that it was a couple of days before that. I went to sing at a church in Rochester, New York, and the musician gave me the song 
in the wrong chord and I, when I started singing it was too high oh. and I was and I immediately uh, just I mean it was awful it was an awful experience and I finished singing and I went to the bathroom crying and dad came what's wrong he used to call me Junito Junito que te pasa what's wrong Junito and I said oh uh, <laughs> I don't want to say the guy's name but uh, gave me the wrong and I remember his name and everything you know and he says well you know what I'm going to teach you these the chords. I know very few chords, but I'm going to teach them to you. Right after that, he taught me those chords. Uh, but because he plays upside down, yeah. that's how I learned how to play. Wow, that's that's just incredible. All these years later, it really it's really been a blessing. Um, the, the fingering position and the difference in the way right. you hold the guitar has made you a very unique, very unique <laughs> guitar player. Well, it's it's unique for me and for you because you're an awesome bass player yourself. <laughs> well, listen, you have been writing songs for a really long time. Um, do you remember your first few songs? Do you remember? Do you remember the inspiration? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the The song that you know, I wrote a few songs uh, early, early on. But the the songs that that uh, I took kind of serious was a song called "I Love Everything About You." Oh my goodness! I, uh, that was from our first album. And then the song I'm Blessed that I wrote after that, I was probably like 16 when I wrote I'm Blessed because dad used to go to the prison and um, for uh, he was a chaplain at the time and took Orlando and I. And on a Wednesday night, on the way to prison, I was inspired to write that song I'm Blessed. And that song later became a song that's on the on El Trio de Hoy's album and a song yeah. that we did in the Gonzalez Brothers 1996 release with Polygram Records. You've written a lot of songs. You've also preached. And, and, and my theme today, uh, as you heard, is God Speaks Through Music. Um, what would you say, how would you compare writing a song to, to developing a sermon? Are there any similarities between writing a song and, 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 and writing a sermon? To you? <laughs> I think writing a sermon is a lot harder. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. I, no, I, I believe that there's a, um, I used to, it's funny because I used to write a lot more when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I was, I wasn't conscientious of any, I was just so glad to be doing music. When I was younger, I used to, my goal was to write a song a day. I, I used to feel like if I don't write a song today, I'm not having a good day. Wow. So that was my approach uh, when I was writing songs all the time. Yeah. When I wrote uh, songs like, uh, you know, Pero Si Me Ayudas, Vida mm. Saludable. Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, th those, those songs were, a string of songs, a Descanso, all, all those songs that I wrote at, at the time were songs that are uh, inspired. I was inspired all the time. Sometimes I had one song written and, idea, and I had an idea for the next day for another song. You know, one of your, one of the most influential songs that you, that you wrote, we, I don't, I don't remember even recording. Um, uh, Benny used to sing it live 
and mm -hmm. it said, "Here's my prayer, O Lord. Oh, yeah. Let my yeah. cry come before yeah. Thee. Hide not Thy yeah. face." You you took that a little bit from from, from me. yeah from one of the psalms yeah from and in the day that I I mean that song that ain't trouble yeah can I tell you that that song is one of the songs you put you put those words to a melody and a music mm -hmm. that 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 really made that song come to life for me and it really did speak to my life because i mean know <laughs> that, that 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 next stanza yesterday mm -hmm. i let yeah. you down let you you're down. the one that i most yeah. love oh that then i, I hurt yeah. you again too. oh then you say tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow i want things to be different i mean that that's good writing. <laughs> that's that's just a, start all over. Oh, that's yeah. a prayer. That's 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 God yeah. speaking. And if someone to hear that, I mean, it really strikes like a sermon. It strikes a chord. Uh, but but you know, you say writing a, a, a sermon is is harder. But 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 really, writing mm. a song, you have to come up with melody. You have to rhyme sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you you've got to come up with you know. And your songs are never s simple. You always have a beautiful change in it somewhere. So I don't know if mm, writing. A well, <laughs> I I write sermons. I don't <laughs> think sermons are as easy as writing songs the way you write them. It's a gift. I remember, and I really do remember things like this. Music was like the day I met Smokey Norfolk. I remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were hanging out, and I was just playing for him, and he says, "Is that something that that you wrote?" Oh, and I just made that up on the spot. Get out of here right now. Back then, I, I used to almost take it for granted. It was some. It was like an anointing that I was walking in all yeah. the time. Yeah, it, it was different. Almost twenty-five years. You, you were, yeah. you, you were coming out with some. I mean, all of all of our songs that we sang were, were written by you for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, maybe twenty-five is too many years, but maybe maybe a good 10, 15 years. There were some years that I that I wrote. Uh, constantly, and I was enjoying that, and I was, and I was feeling like I was singing our testimony. Yes, uh, you know, singing my life. If something would happen, I'd find a way to put that into a song. You know, yeah. Like when I when I wrote Vida Saludable, I, you know, the day that I wrote the song um, that's called the Rios, which I, I still love, and that was a song. It was a gorgeous morning, and and that's the way that song starts. Esta mañana desperté, yeah. Y el sol estaba brillando. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that and that's a classic. I mean, that that's a classic. I, I mean, I, I wasn't kidding in my introduction. You 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 are the founder of two bands that really helped shape the face of, of modern Spanish Christian wow. music. By the grace of God, God gave us favor. Yep. Uh, but my first love is always the Gonzalez brothers. If I go somewhere and people say, "Man, I remember you from the G Boys," I I just start. I just get all. <laughs> I, I just get all excited. You know, you know that never happens to me, right? Nobody <laughs> recognizes me. Say, I go. Listen, that that's not true. Listen, my my beautiful, can I get an amen, audience? This happens to me all the time. I would walk in with my brother Jesse, and it could be anywhere in the country, anywhere we are, we are going anywhere, and we walk in, and and nobody recognizes me. Nobody, but 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 I walk in with Jesse, and it's, we could be at a we could be at a a Wendy somewhere. <laughs> It's the most amazing thing. Yeah. Jesse, how would you well, how would how would you describe your relationship to music? Man, I'll tell you. Uh, music is a is a gift. It's a gift from God. But in some cases when 
when you don't know how to harness and you don't know how to put it in its right place, it can take over and ruin relationships. Hmm. You know, because uh, in my first marriage, one of the things that used to, my ex-wife would, would complain about was that music was more important than she was. Hmm. You know, she would see, you know, she would um, like get up and that I was playing guitar and or whatever, and she just always felt that music was. And in, ret- in retrospect, I I have a feeling that that might that that's the way it was, but I didn't mean that to happen. It's just that what you know when you're such a when you're so into music like that, nothing matters. It's your first love. It's it's what you want to do. It's you know you know I never went out to play sports. I play, I was playing guitar in my room. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things that uh, you you know the Lord has to become first hmm. in your life, and music has to be. Uh, it, music has to be a part of that, but it it, it can't over it cannot overtake God's place in your life. Uh, you know, I, funny that you say that. People who are gifted and and have this this gift of, of music or or they're they're on the on, on stage or it, you know it, it really it really does become really a, a dangerous yeah, thing. Yeah, it does. It really becomes a dangerous thing. And, and and I heard somebody say. That the altar or stage is is poisoned to an unpurged vessel. If you're not if you're not right. purged by the Holy Spirit, that's 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 pure danger. And, and so you say that, yeah. that, that through your relationship with music, uh, you you may have when you were younger uh, put that before anything else, even even God well, or or not God. Yeah. Well, no, even everything. I mean, and even even uh, use music for to, for the advantage of the flesh to. Mm. Wow. You know, to conquer women and to because you know there's such power in it and then people would wow. see you uh, on stage yeah and, you know they don't know you they they just see what you're doing but they what they fell in love with is the anointing they don't know you yeah you know but um but whenever when everything is when god is in the right place and music is where it's supposed to be which is right it's not supposed to be where god is or above god so that's something that i've learned to uh to deal with in these later years in my life. <laughs> no, what, what, I mean, what a lesson to to anyone that's 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 listening to to this broadcast and 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 is having that 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 dilemma. They're so in love with playing and mm-hmm. and and they get more than what they should from being on stage. Oh my goodness! Well, listen, when the day that we played in front of uh, forty five thousand people, TD Jakes had us for an event called Manpower. We're about we're about to come on, and Freddie goes. To me, what are we starting with? And I said, I don't know, because I was just so into whatever happened, whatever God wanted at that moment. Hmm. You know, I wanted to be open to the Spirit. You know, and we got up on there and we started with the song that they weren't even expecting. Yeah. But you know, but I, but I have a feeling that that's 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 how I know God, because there's um many many men uh came up to us after that event and you know and we got really busy after that that event yeah, with, uh, with james yeah. got, got open some great doors do you still listen to music every single day oh absolutely as a matter of fact the kids uh my my children i have three i have two older kids jesse and janelle and then i have three younger kids my brothers call these my second batch <laughs> i don't and, know who i don't know who yeah. came up with that name right right and so <laughs> my um I but I listen to music. I'd rather listen to music than watch TV. So, mm-hmm. and are you still playing every day? I don't play every day, uh, but I play every other day. You know, and I'm doing some studio work, so I'm always trying to, you know, uh, be active. But I, and I do play at the church that I attend with my wife and kids. I yeah. play bass at the church there, and I'm enjoying that as well. 
Can you describe what it feels like to play when you're broken versus play when you're happy? Uh, what is that? Because because people people that can't play really can't. They'll never understand this when you're feeling sad and you just start playing a sad song, or or you're feeling happy and you start yeah. grooving. It. What 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 release does that give you? Wow. Well, music is is the safe place for me always, whether things are really bad or really good. Yeah. So for me, it's always dependable. It's it's such a powerful tool, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, my, what, some of my favorite uh, times I've had is just me in, in devotion with the Lord. My just there's nobody there, yeah. nobody in the audience there, just myself and I. But I would I would say for me anyway, um, it's such an intimate thing that I, I I have to give it back to God all the time. I often thank Him for the gift of music uh, in my prayer, my prayer time. We speak of being recognized. I've been there when people have told you how much a particular song has mm-hmm. has that you've written has touched and changed their lives. What is, what in the world does that feel like? That you know, by the way, that's never happened. Well, that's never it's never happened to your brother. But <laughs> but, but what, what's, that feel, what's that feel? I mean, I, I mean, some people well, have come up to me and said, "Oh, donde tu estás?" It's, it's and it makes me feel. Right. Good, but I didn't write that. You know, yeah. but you have, you've written those songs that have changed people's lives. What, what's that feel like? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, there's a, there's a little girl named Esperanza Mia uh, from New Bedford, Massachusetts, who's wow. like 12 years old now. Father and mother uh, wrote, uh, well, gave her the name because of that song. I did not know this. Lives. Yeah. And they absolutely love that song. And so... Uh, I became her godfather. I'm still her godfather. I'm still in touch with them. Wow. Every year for her birthday, I, I send her a video. And often I will call, they call me. And that little girl is just the most gorgeous thing. Her name is Esperanza Mia from a song that I wrote in 1995. I <laughs> you know, and you sang that song. You're the one that sings it. Wow, yeah. that, I mean that almost made me cry just now. Thank God, it's a, thank God it's a podcast, podcast, and people can't see me because that touched me. That really yeah. just touched me. Uh, well, it touched me that they it touched me the day that she was born, and they got in touch with me, and they said that they named their daughter Esperanza wow. Mia, and I, I was just. It was one of my favorite things. I think that one and then the Jesse Caraballo story is also another one that, yes. that gets to me because Jesse uh, today tours with Mark Anthony and he's so well known, Pedro Redimido and a bunch of other, uh, you know, but he's one of the, 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 not just one of the best musicians, but one of the nicest people you ever meet in sure. your life.
his parents named him uh, after me because they were the biggest Gonzalez Village fans. And so Willie, his dad, still my good friend. But let me tell you, that kid, that's a gift from God right there. And I, <laughs> I, I absolutely love And then, of course, my own son, Jesse, who when Jesse was 17, Jesse was touring with Ron Canoli. Yeah. Okay. And so Jesse grew up playing drums and he's very gifted as well. Now, Jay, when, when it comes to uh, your, your songwriting process, um, what's your writing process like? Do you usually get the melody first? Or do yeah. you think or is it an idea? The, for me, for, for me, 80% of the time I have a melody and then I'll put lyrics to it. That's just the way it works for me. Yeah. But once in a while, I'll have a thought. I have a, I have a new, a new song that's, starting to run in my head right now it's in spanish so mm. I'll, I'll just i'll just sing a teeny bit of it but it just it just says um de la mano de mi jesus camino y aunque parezca que todo anda mal porque sé que de su mano nunca me apartará something like that anyway mm. anyway but I'm, I'm that's something that's been floating in my head the last few weeks and i'm gonna actually do it. I'm going to actually finish writing that. Uh, there's a story of a young man that you met. He later went on to be a fantastic guitar player, played at T.D. Mm-hmm. Jake's church and, and other big things. Yeah. There, but there's a story about about how he met you. And, and I mean, he told, I later met him at T.D. Jake's church when I went without you guys. Yeah. I met him and, 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 and somehow I told him he was you were my brother and the guy went crazy. And he told me this yeah. story about you and him that I can't remember right. all the details. Yeah, uh, um, the young man's name is Aaron. Wonderful young yes, guy. Yes, uh, yes. Um, really sweet guitar player. And he, um, I, I just spent time with him is what it was. I just spent time talking with him. Mm-hmm. And just listened to him. He was just, he was going through some stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I listened to him and I prayed with him and I loved him. And after that, he heard me play. You know, he heard me play. But... That, that this is the thing that sometimes you can minister to people without them knowing that you have a gift wow. on your life. Wow. That, so he found out you played after you spent time yeah. with him and talked to him. Wow. Right. Now, Jay, what, what advice, uh, before I let you go, um, what, what advice would you give to, to a young musician that's torn between, and, and, and this isn't uh, as big a problem as it used to be, but, but there still seems to be some push and pull here. Mm-hmm. Young people that, that want to play, they're being pulled to play worldly music versus gospel music. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. um, what would your, your simple advice be to them? I would say be careful with social media and don't let that dictate what you and God got going on. You, you're going to hear the voice of God and it's going to be clear. It's going to be direct and you're going to definitely going to help you find the path that you should go. Well, listen, I, I really am glad that you came on. Um, thank you so much for, for spending time. I know that you're on vacation. You're visiting your son today in Virginia. I'm, 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 I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad that you that you did this with me for me. Uh, but before you leave, tell us uh, you, you're always uh, putting some stuff up, new music that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's on iTunes and Spotify. This one is called um, "The Best of Jesse Gonzalez," which is some songs that I just took out of the hundreds of songs that I got lying around there. Yeah. And I put so I put my favorites on there and uh, you know, I think uh, I think people might enjoy some of those. So they can find it just Jesse Gonzalez? Yep, J E S S I E Gonzalez two Z's. Wonderful. 
Well, thank you, man. I appreciate your time tonight. Love you, my big brother. And uh, I'm so glad you were on uh, Can I Get an Amen. Hey, keep up the great work. I've been, I'm a fan. I've been listening to your other podcasts. Great job. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez. You can subscribe to our podcast at www.canigetanamen.podbean.com or wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.